Alright guys, I'm back here with the next class I'm going to be talking about, and this week it's going to be the Hunter. I'm going to be talking about the Hunter. Now this is the class in World of Warcraft that probably has the worst reputation for so many different reasons, and it all started in vanilla. And the reason for that is because it's a class that um, it's very obvious to tell when the player playing it is bad and there's a lot of classes that you can tell when the player playing it is bad but for hunters because hunters frequently are the ones pulling mobs in dungeons so if they don't know how to pull a mob and they end up pulling like too much and you wipe like people will laugh at the hunter or call him bad um in PvP, it's a very difficult class to play well in PvP. It's one of the hardest classes um, to play at a high level, but it's one of the easiest classes to play, like, just period, like, at a low level, which is a really funny dichotomy. And that's why hunters often have the the not-so-nice nickname of Huntards, um, which is a really funny nickname and is very applicable to a lot of hunters. Because it is a class that just for some reason seems to draw the less skilled or the dumber people in World of Warcraft. Now obviously there's a lot of great hunters and there's a lot of people who main hunter who are not idiots. But there is a strong correlation between being an idiot and playing a hunter. Which is very very funny because for a lot of games you don't see that. You don't see one class that seems to... Uh, all of the idiots seem to flock to that class. But for whatever reason, that's what happened with World of Warcraft. And it does make for a very funny story to tell, the, the story of the Huntard. But as far as the actual class itself, it is a class that is absolutely dominant in leveling. It is the strongest leveling class by far. Uh, because of the strength of the pet, which I guess I'll talk about the hunter's uh, theme. The theme of the hunter is a ranged damage dealer that focuses on shooting targets from uh, as far away as possible with bow, crossbow, or gun. They have pets. They can track. They have traps that they put down that people walk into and feel stupid. Um... They can feign death so they can pretend to be dead. Um, uh, they use uh, ammo, which I'll get into, something that people complain about. But one of their main focuses is their pets, especially in the early game. And then it's, it tapers off a lot to when you get to level 60 and you start scaling with gear instead of scaling so much with your pet. But the pet makes you dominant in early game. Um, 1 to 10, you don't have a pet, and it's the weakest that your hunter will ever be. It's um, it's probably the weakest class 1 to 10. Um, there's a couple of classes that aren't great 1 to 10, but I think hunter is the weakest class 1 to 10, and the strongest class 10 to 60, or 10 to 59, I guess. Because at 60... Um, hunters definitely do not have the highest ceiling. In terms of scaling, when you hit freshly hit level 60, 
hunters will be very strong because their pet will still carry them. Um, and classes like warriors and um, warlocks are very weak at as fresh level 60s with no gear. Um, but as the raids come out and as the PvP gear comes out and as people gear up, classes like the warrior and the warlock will scale extremely well with gear. Whereas the hunter, uh, he will continue to scale, but he will definitely fall off. Um, the hunter at uh, the highest levels in vanilla is not the strongest class. So if you're if you're purely focused on playing like the most dominant class, that is not the hunter. The hunter has its place, and it, it, if you're good, it can be very very strong. And if you're bad, you can make a lot of mistakes and get yourself killed. But in terms of power level, the Hunter is definitely not at the top when it comes to overall scaling. They do not scale as well as um, other classes. And that's just a fact. You can't... Don't try to be like, no, man, I played a Hunter and I, I dominated everyone. Like, yes, of course that's possible. And you can outplay people, and you still scale with gear. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you become terrible. But you just flat out do not scale as well as other classes as a hunter. And that's just a fact. But it is still a very, very fun class to play. A very fun class to level. Um, because you are so strong. And um, uh, it's also a very fun class in PvE and PvP. Because there's so many different ways to play. Um, and there's it's actually one of the harder rating specs. Because um, it has an auto attack timer. And when you cast your spells. You can actually what's called clip your autos. And you can like almost be ready to shoot your next auto attack. And then if you start casting a spell. You'll cancel your own auto attack. Which will reduce your damage. Because you won't get that extra damage from your auto shot off. So it's actually very important to not clip your spells, uh, which makes playing the Hunter in PvE uh, more difficult than some other classes, which can be fun. A lot of people like playing uh, Hunters in PvE. Now, generally, there's not... Generally, it's a very high population class, uh, or at least decent. It's sort of middle of the pack. Um, but there's not too many Hunters in each raid because they do not have the greatest DPS in raids. Um, they have okay DPS, but they're really never uh, the most dominant class in terms of damage. But they have an invaluable ability in what is called Tranquilizing Shot, which is a book that drops off of Magmadar in... Um, or No, sorry, excuse me. It drops a Lucifron in Molten Core. And you actually need it for the next boss, who is Magmadar in Molten Core. And what it is, is it's a book that a hunter can learn. And it will literally give you an ability um, called uh, Tranquilizing Shot, which can uh, some bosses enrage. And the only way to stop them from enraging is by using Tranquilizing Shot. So you do need several hunters in your raids uh, who know how to use Tranquilizing Shot and that they have a rotation uh, because it's actually very important. So there will always be a place for hunters, but normally uh, it's not like mages and rogues where you might run six, seven, eight mages and rogues or warriors. 
Uh, hunters normally, you run a few hunters, like two, three, four, like normally around that range. Um, in terms of PvP, they definitely have their place in the pre-made. Uh, normally, they have their place is um, to be using Viper Sting as much as possible, which is their mana draining ability. But I am kind of getting ahead of myself, so I'm going to back up quickly. And I'm going to knock out... Um, a few things before we start getting into talents and stuff like that. So, okay, leveling the hunter. 1 to 10, you are very weak uh, because you do not have your pet. So, quickly, I'll go over what you get 1 to 10. So, you can auto-attack with your melee weapons and your ranged weapons, obviously. Uh, you're the only class that has the auto-shot with your ranged abilities. So other classes, when they want to use like a bow, like a, a rogue or a warrior, they have to manually press the button each time they want to fire with their bow or gun. The hunter will just automatically fire every time. Um, it's like it's like turning on an auto attack, which is why it's called auto shot. So you'll just keep shooting the target. Um, hunters do have what is called a dead zone, which means... Um, if you're close enough to melee attack someone, obviously you can do that. Uh, but you can't shoot with your gun, or you can't shoot with your ranged weapons, uh, if the target is within 8 yards. Um, so your range is between 8 and 35 yards, assuming you don't have the talent, which I'll go over later. Um, so what people will try to do is classes like uh, spellcasters, will try to get inside your dead zone so you can't hit them with your melee weapons and you can't hit them with your uh, your bow or your gun or your crossbow. which So you're super vulnerable inside your dead zone. Um, so just keep that in mind for... Uh, you're, you're always trying to keep classes away from you, uh, no matter who it is. There's, there's almost no benefit to being in melee range as a hunter. Uh, you're always trying to get targets away from you as much as possible and you do have some tools for that so you start out with auto shot you get serpent sting which is your um it's it's the sting you'll be using to level with um and basically stings are um they're different abilities that do different things but you can only have one up on the target so serpent sting is a damage over time over 15 seconds the target takes nature damage uh, you have stings like Scorpid Sting, which reduces the strength and agility of the target. Um, you have sting, stings like Viper Sting, which is the sting I was just talking about, which drains mana from the target. Um, and so all of these stings, you can only have one up on the target, and they all uh, have different purposes. So then you also get um, Hunter's Mark which is one of your primary abilities. It, uh, it's a debuff that you put on the target, and it increases the ranged attack power of all targets against that, uh, of all attackers against that target by a certain amount. Uh, it also lets you see that target on the minimap, um, and it puts a giant red like arrow over their head that points at them. And if they stealth or turn invisible, you can still see them, and they'll be on your minimap. So um very useful uh you'll always want to use it in pvp against classes like rogues and druids so they can't stealth um you definitely want to use it in pve to just help you do more damage 
uh, they'll just increase your damage, and it's one of the primary raid debuffs for uh, raiding. There'll always be Hunter's Mark up on the target, so all of your Hunters will benefit from it. Um, you get Arcane Shot, which is one of your other primary abilities. It's an instant shot that causes arcane damage, and it has, a, I believe, a 6-second cooldown. It's pretty short cooldown. And you're going to be using this quite frequently just to help you do more damage in leveling, in um, PvP. Uh, less so in PvE, because it shares a cooldown with Aimed Shot, which is one of your uh, primary damage dealing abilities, which I'll get into. when It's a talent, so I'll get into that later. Um, you do get a Concussive Shot, which is a slow that you can fire from your ranged weapon. And it dazes the target, uh, slowing movement speed by 50% for 4 seconds. Now, this is not like the daze that uh, mobs in um, mobs in PvE can, can cause. Uh, you are able to um, get rid of Concussive Shot because it is a magical effect. So you can dispel Concussive Shot. Druids can shapeshift out of Concussive Shot. Classes like Warriors, who have a Trinket that can get rid of slows, can Trinket out of Concussive Shot. So it's not as powerful of a daze as PvE mobs, um, but it is still a, a slow that you'll be using to keep mobs and players away from you. Uh, you get a couple of different um, uh, melee abilities as a Hunter. You get Raptor Strike, uh, which just makes your, um, makes your next melee attack hit harder. Um, you get Wing Clip, which is a slow, uh, and it inflicts minor damage, but it reduces the target's movement speed by 50%, which is a very strong slow. Um, obviously, you can only use it in melee range, so it's one of those abilities that you can use to try and gain more distance. Um, you get Mongoose Bite, which is a counterattack, which means you can only use it after you, uh, after you dodge. So if you dodge them, then Mongoose Bite becomes available, and you can hit them with that if you're in melee range. It's not super relevant because you don't want to be in melee range that often, but, I mean, there'll always come a time when you will be in melee range, and you will need to use Raptor, Mongoose, and Wing Clip, so keep that in mind. Then at level 10, you can Tame Beast. So this is your first Hunter class quest. Hunters only have two class quests, but the reason I would not put them at the bottom in terms of class quests um, is because both of the class quests are extremely important to the hunter. And they're both extremely fun and class specific and unique. So the first one is taming your first pet, uh, learning how to tame. Um, so you get an ability called Tame Beast. You have to channel on the target for, um, I believe it's 20 seconds. Is it 20? Yeah, 20 seconds. You have to uh, channel this ability on the um, on the pet on the on the beast. You can only tame beasts and only certain beasts. You can't tame every beast in the game. Um, uh, so you have to. Tame it for 20 seconds, your armor is reduced by 100%, and if you lose focus taming the beast, like you try to do something else, or the beast like goes off and attacks someone else, or someone comes around and kills it, 
or for any reason you lose its focus, uh, taming it will fail. Um, and you'll have to try again, or you'll have to reset the mob and try a second time. Um, but once you tame it, it's your, it's your new pet. You can have um, up to three pets because there are these... Um, what are those NPCs called? Um, there's some NPC... Stable Master. That's what it's called. Stable Master. So there's Stable Masters, not in every town, but in most towns and all major cities. And you can have two beasts in your stable. Uh, you have to buy the slots, but you can... Uh, they're not that expensive. And you can have two beasts, and then you can have one beast that you currently have out. So you can have a total of three different beasts. Now, the Hunter Quest itself, you have to tame three different types of beasts. And then once you do that, uh, you're complete. You get the ability to go and tame your own permanent beast. Um, there's different... There's so much to go into with beasts. So I'll quickly go... I'll quickly talk about the other class quest, and then we'll double back to beasts. So the other class quest is for your uh, Rock Dalar and Lock Dalar, um, which are your staff and ranged weapon. And there's even a um, there's even a quiver um, for uh, when you hit level 60. And they're epic weapons and an epic uh, quiver. And... They, you have to get the Ancient Petrified Leaf from Major Domo's chest in Molten Core. And then you have to do several different hunter quests, one of which involve killing four demons, which all have a really long spawn timer uh, around the world. And they're all like difficult. You have to do them all in different ways. You have to solo all of them. You can't get any help. And if anyone comes along and messes with the mob and attacks it or does anything, heals you or anything, the mobs will despawn and you'll have to wait. And they're all like on 24 hour or 48 hour or they're on six, 16 hour. They're on long spawn timers. So it's very, very, very difficult quest. And they're all out in the world. So anyone can come along and mess with you. Uh, other hunters can mess with you. Uh, it's very difficult. And then once you do that... Um, then you can do other parts of the quest line. It's just a it's just a really cool quest line for your epic weapons. And when I get to the priest video, there will be a similar thing for their epic weapon. Um, and I just can't I can't put any of the classes that have these cool level sixty class quests like um, like the warlock and the paladins for the epic mounts or um, warriors for uh, Quel Sarar. And even Paladins for Quelsarar. Like, all those type of uh, quests are just super cool. Um, and the one for the Hunters might be the coolest of them all with uh, Rockdalar and Lockdalar. Um, so, that those are the Hunter class quests. There's only two, but... Uh, I mean, okay, the one at 60 is technically a long quest chain, so there's more than one in there. But it's, it's just one quest chain. But it's very, very cool, so... I'm not going to talk shit about the hunter quests. I think they're awesome. Okay, back to the beasts. So, you tame your new beast at level 10. Now, we have to hope that either Petopia, which is the website that most people use back in vanilla, or something similar will come back with Classic WoW, because the hunter pet training is actually very, very confusing. Because how it works is... Uh, 
different pets will have different skills. Um, so there's skills like bite, claw, sprint, screech. Um, there's like a turtle shell one. There's a boar charge. There's like a wind serpent lightning breath. And all of these different pets um, have different skills. And they all have different ranks of skills. So um, what you need to do is like every 10 levels, you need to go and train a new pet that has the next highest level of the skill that you're using. So if you're using a, a cat and it has bite and claw, then you need to go every 10 levels and train a new pet. So you put your current pet in the stable and then you go and train a new pet and then it has to use the the new ability that you're trying to learn a lot. So you have to put it on autocast and then go kill mobs until you learn the new ability. So you learn the new rank of claw and then you can go and you can teach your old pet the new rank of claw so it can get an upgraded claw. Um, your pet gets like ta your pet gets points that it can spend into different things like learning the new claw. Uh, it can get like increased stamina, increased frost resist, increased lightning resist. Uh, there's like a thing to make it take less damage from AOE. There's like a bunch of different things. And all of this is, is very, very confusing to new players. And even to old players, it's you have to know which pets have which abilities and which ones have the new ranks of certain abilities. So we basically just have to hope that Petopia will be around or, or something similar because it's super confusing. Um, but it's also really fun because it makes you feel really engaged as a hunter. You have to actively go to new zones and train new pets to learn new abilities for your pets. Um, all of your pets will have different uh, abilities. So you might want a... Um, there's a bunch of different things you might want. You might want a boar because it has a charge, which puts a one second root on the target. So for PvP, maybe you want to root the targets, so keep them away from you. Um, maybe you want um, a bat because a bat can uh, use screech or an owl can use screech, which lowers the attack power of the target. And there's even certain um, unique pets, which in vanilla had um, special attributes like there's uh, a pet called Broken Tooth in the Badlands, which had the fastest attack speed. It was a cat that was unique with the fastest attack speed. Um, you had Lupos in Duskwood, which had which did shadow damage with its um, with its auto attacks, which would ignore armor. Um, and so. Lots of hunters will be farming for these unique pets, and you'll have to fight it out with different hunters to try and learn uh, or try and tame these beasts. Um, there's there's different beasts for all types of scenarios. There's beasts with unique skins that people want. Um, there's pets with unique attributes. Um, and then there's pets that are good for raiding. So people uh, always get the uh, wolf from Lower Blackrock Spire because it had the highest rank of Howl, which is, it boosts your entire party's uh, attack attack power. Um, so it's like the best raiding pet because pets in raiding often die. Um, so you want to just keep your pet next to you so it doesn't die. And if you're keeping it next to you, you can use its Howl to buff your whole party with more damage. 
So there's lots of different pets, lots of different cool stuff. Uh, it's a very cool aspect of the class. Um, no pun intended, because the next thing I'm going to be talking about is the aspects. So these are buffs that you put on yourself, and the hunter has different ones. And much like the stings, you can only have one up at a time. So you can have Aspect of the Hawk, which increases ranged attack power. Or you can have Aspect of the Monkey, which increases your chance to dodge. Or you can have Aspect of the Cheetah, which makes you move faster. Which is another reason why Hunters are such a good leveling class. Because they get one of the earliest um, movement increasing abilities. So it increases your movement speed by 30%. Um, and you can toggle it on and off. Uh, but if you get hit while it's on, you will become dazed for four seconds. So if you're going to be hit, you need to make sure to turn it off before you get hit so you don't get slowed. Uh, because that daze is very, very strong and you do not want to get dazed. Um, and then you have, um, what is it called? Uh, Aspect of the Beast, which means you become untrackable, which you almost never use. That's very, very... Um, un unusual to use, but you definitely can if you're trying to sneak up on someone and they have tracking themselves. Um, and you have aspect of the pack, which makes your aspect of the cheetah AOE. So your entire party will now move as fast as you do. But if the if the party member takes damage, just like you would, they would get dazed. So you can fuck with people if you like if you're playing with a friend. Who who got on your bad side for some reason? He stole something that you don't that you wanted. You can wait for him in PvP to being attacked by somebody and he's trying to get away, and you turn on aspect of the pack while he's next to you, <laughs> and he'll just get dazed every time he gets attacked and he'll probably die. So that's how you can grief your friends. Um, but don't turn on aspect of the pack uh, in dungeons and stuff unless you know what you're doing. Like, if you all wipe and you want to run back to your bodies quicker, like, sure. But if you turn it on in, like, the middle of a fight, all of your party members will start being dazed and be really confused um, why you would do that to them. So, those are your aspects. Um, you have uh, different tracks. So, hunters can track hidden, so they can see stealth characters from further away, and they can see them on their minimap. They have track humanoid track beast track dragon track elemental track undead they can basically track uh most different types of uh mobs in pve and in pvp they can track humanoids um which will let you see everything except druids obviously and hunter pets and demons stuff like that you know but you can see other players basically um as far as some more stuff for the pets, you get uh, Eyes of the Beast, so you can take control of your pet and look around. Uh, it's mostly just a cool... Um, it's mostly just a cool, like, novelty. Uh, there's a couple of uses for it. Um, like, pulling mobs in, like, Molten Core or something. If you're trying to pull, like, uh, Shazra back to where you kill uh, Gar, stuff like that. But basically, it's not super it's not super useful, but it is cool. You can you can take control of your pet and mess with people. You can try to run it next to people and hope they attack it and flag themselves for PvP. There's some stories of people doing that. Um, you get abilities like Eagle Eye, lets you see far away, kind of like Shaman Farsight, 
Um, some other just miscellaneous abilities. Uh, you can obviously, oh, a couple more things about the pets. So the pets you have, they have a loyalty, one to six. So they start out at one when you first train them and you have to feed your pets. So uh, you can feed your pets, whatever different type of food they like. Some, uh, some pets like, almost all pets like meat, but some pets like fish, some pets like, you can even feed some pets bread. So you can actually have conjured bread for mages that you can feed your pets. Uh, they eat different things depending on what type of pets they are. Uh, you can dismiss your pet, which is important. Like if you're jumping down uh, to another level, you're, if your pet can't path there, the pet will run all the way around to try and get to where you are and aggro the whole instance. So that's another big reason why people would consider hunters like a stupid class because bad hunters would not dismiss their pets and they would get them killed. Uh, which is a very negative thing. Don't be that hunter. Always dismiss your pet if you think it's going to pull something. Um, and you can uh, revive your pet, obviously, if it dies. Um, you can call your pet. So if it despawns for whatever reason or you don't have it out, you can call it. And the funniest thing that you'll ever see is when you see a hunter without a pet and he is doing something and then he calls his pet and the pet is dead for some reason, the pet will literally like appear next to him and just flop on the ground <laughs> because it needs to be revived. And it's one of the funniest visuals in all of World of Warcraft. So if you ever see that, you'll probably bust out laughing because I know I do. It's very funny to watch. Um, you can mend your pet, uh, which is a channel over five seconds and it heals your pet. Um, so when it's taking damage, you can heal it up. So make sure it doesn't die. Um, you get stuff like distracting shot, which lets you pull more aggro, which is almost never helpful, but you can do it like to try and get aggro off of your pet, basically. Um, or if you want to trap something, which I'll go over next, uh, hunters have different traps. So you could distracting shot a target so it'll run towards you, um, so that it will walk into your trap. So the different traps that the hunters have are traps like Immolation, which puts a fire damage, uh, a damage over time effect on the target. Uh, oh, sorry. You can also only have one trap out at a time. There's a lot of only one thing at a time for hunters because they have so many different things to share, like a cooldown and share um, that shares utility. So Immolation Trap puts a damage over time, fire damage on the target. Uh, freezing Trap will encase them in a giant block of ice and if they take damage it will uh, break but you can set up or you can run away or you can use it as a cc effect um, on the target uh, you can only use traps when you're out of combat which i'll go over in a minute how you can get around that but you have freezing trap you have immolation trap you have um, frost trap which creates a giant ice patch on the ground, very big. Um, and if they walk into that trap, they'll be slowed and uh, until they get out of the giant patch of ice. Um, you can put that down in like the Warsong Gulch uh, tunnel and slow everyone as they're trying to run after your flag carrier. Uh, you can use it to try and kite around in a big circle, trying to keep whoever's trying to kill you inside the ice while you run around the outside of the ice. Um, you have explosive trap, uh, which causes just a, um, 
it causes uh, fire damage and puts a fire um, damage over time on the target. Uh, kind of similar to Immolation Trap, but Explosive Trap is uh, AoE. Um, so you can use it in AoE packs to help DPS them down. Um, and so the reason how you use these, um, because it seems like it'd be kind of difficult to use them if you can only use them when you're not in combat, Hunters get an ability called Feign Death, which uh, you pretend to be dead and you actually drop out of combat. So you can feign death and then drop a trap. You can feign death and drink in PvE, which is how hunters get their mana back. Uh, you can feign death and drop all aggro in PvE. Uh, so you won't die in a dungeon. If your whole team wipes, you can feign death. And if nobody notices, uh, the mobs will reset and they won't kill you. Uh, you can feign death to drop all aggro in a raid scenario. So you have you basically can never pull aggro if you're using feign death correctly. Um, just make sure you don't get resisted because then you might pull aggro if you're not paying attention and die. Because feign death can be resisted, it's a spell. So sometimes mobs will not be fooled. Um, you get uh, abilities like scare beast, so you can fear uh, only beasts. Um, so it does work on other hunter pets you can fear them it works on feral druids uh or druids in any feral form and it works in pve you can scare uh, uh if you pull an extra mob you can scare beast it to finish off the mob that you're killing right now and then kill the other one after um you get abilities like uh flare which exposes all hidden and invisible enemies within 10 yards of the targeted area for 30 seconds and it basically puts a giant flare on the ground that illuminates the area around you. And if anyone tries to sneak up on you in stealth, they'll be caught. Or if you flare, if you see someone stealth and you think you know where they are, you can flare that area. And if you catch them, they'll be popped out of stealth. Very, very useful. Um, and you get multi-shot, which is your primary AOE ability. Um, it fires... Uh, it fires like an auto shot. I think it's a 0.5 second cast, maybe. Um, maybe it doesn't even have a cast. If it does have a cast, it's very short. I don't quite remember. Um, but it uh, it hits three targets, and it does basically like a lot of damage because it just does weapon damage plus 40. Um, so you'll even use it in single targets uh, because it's faster than getting off an auto shot. So and it does additional damage. So you'll be using uh, multi-shot all the time, basically, even on single targets, in PvP at least. Um, and you have uh, your other primary uh, AoE ability, which is Volley, and you it's a channel, and it uh, you put it on the ground where the enemy, um, where there's a bunch of clumped ob clumped up mobs in like a dungeon scenario and it will continuously volley the area uh, causing arcane damage to any target within eight yards uh for six seconds uh it's not a great aoe hunter's not the greatest aoe class but it does help a little bit it's definitely useful um and you will be using it in pve um let's see did i miss anything i always seem to miss something um 
Oh, right. One more aspect that's very, very unuseful in anything except on Karaj. Uh, you get Aspect of the Wild, which increases nature resistance by everyone in your group, which is basically only useful for AQ. Because um, that's really the only place that has a large amount of nature damage. Um, did I get everything? I sure hope I got everything. Maybe I'll remember. Because um, I normally forget something. So if I do, hopefully I'll remember later. Okay, so... Um, Let's get into some talents. Um, but for, actually, hold on. There's one more or two more things I got to talk about for the theme of the class. So one thing that I mentioned is you have to feed your pets. Uh, you have to use um, consumables for your ammunition. There is ammunition in vanilla World of Warcraft. So you will you be using arrows or um, bullets depending or crossbow bolts depending well which is just arrows um that you work for crossbow bolts and um they work for crossbows and bows uh but you will be using that you will have a quiver in your slot um because it actually increases the attack speed um of your uh ranged abilities or your, your ranged auto attack is actually faster if you're using a quiver. So you will always be using a quiver and, or a, a gun, an ammo bag, basically. Quiver or ammo bag. A lot of the time I'm not differentiating which one. I'm just calling it by one, but it's the same thing. Um, depending on whether you're using a, go, a gun or a bow or a crossbow. So you will need to be using those kinds of consumables. Uh, hunters will complain about it, but I mean, it's really not that much of a bag tax. Uh, every class has bag taxes, either different gear um, or consumables for raiding or consumables like for, for portals, for mages, or um, basically every class. And druids, in my opinion, have it the worst because if they're using a lot of different types of gear sets, They'll be using, they'll have a whole bag full of gear, sometimes more, um, kind of similar to the hunter, who has a whole bag full of um, ammo. Warlocks have bags full of sh soul shards. Like, that's just part of vanilla. You have to manage your bags. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, so let's go over PvE. So PvE hunters bring um, true shot aura which I'll go over um, primarily. Almost all raiding hunters go True Shot Aura. Uh, I will talk about one other build that some hunters do go, but most hunters go True Shot Aura. Uh, they also bring Howl from their wolf pet, which almost all hunters raid with. Pretty much all hunters raid with the wolf pet for Howl. Um, and they bring um, Tranquilizing Shot, which is a very necessary thing that I already talked about for enemies that enrage. So those are the primary things that the hunter brings. Uh, one hunter will also use hunter's mark, but it basically only affects the other hunters. So it's basically just for them. Um, but so in PvE, you are there to do damage. Um, you provide a, a unique niche in that you provide uh, ranged physical damage um, because there are some bosses that melee cannot fight because they take too much damage but those bosses also have a large magic resistance 
and those are the fights that hunters will actually be your primary damage dealers other than that hunters are normally not your primary damage dealer um, because they just don't have quite as high of DPS ceiling as other classes. And that's just part of playing the Hunter. It's you're not going to be dominating the charts. That's just not your role. Um, hunters are definitely still important in PvE. Uh, almost all Hunters go uh, 31 points in Marksmanship for True Shot. There's only one other thing that I'll talk about. And True Shot just increases the attack power of party members within 45 yards by a certain amount. Um, so you always have a hunter in the melee, um, group, basically in your primary melee groups. Um, so the other things that you get in marksmanship, you get, uh, efficiency, reduce mana cost of your abilities, uh, lethal shots, increase your critical strike chance, uh, mortal shots, increase your critical strike damage, uh, Hawkeye, increase the range of your weapon you get aim shot which is one of the primary abilities for uh every hunter pretty much every hunter spec goes aim shot eventually uh and it just is a free second cast that does a shit ton of damage um but you will be using it in pve you'll be using it in pvp so what you'll do in pvp is you will feign death put down a freezing trap you're, the enemy will walk over the freezing trap and then you will walk away and cast an aim shot and try to blow them up um, because it's your hardest hitting ability. Um, you get a uh, barrage, increase the damage done by your multi-shot and volley spells, uh, mostly just for your multi-shot uh, because that will be part of your rotation in PvE. Um, and you also have to get it to get true shot. And you get ranged weapon specialization, which increases the damage you deal with ranged weapons. Now, the rest of the points you go in survival. You get humanoid and monster slaying. Uh, you get raptors, or you get savage strikes. Uh, increase the and the the monster slaying and human slaying just increase the damage you cause against uh, beast, giant, dragonkin by three percent, and increase the critical damage caused against those targets by three percent. And then there's the other one is humanoid slaying, which is the same exact thing but for humanoids. Uh, you get Savage Strikes, you get Improved Wing Clip, because there's nothing else to get. Uh, you get Survivalist, increase your health, so you just won't die to random AoE uh, stuff. And you get Sure-Footed, improves Hit Chance by 3%, and improve Feign Death, just so that you can be sure that you don't get resisted when you're Feign Deathing, because you don't, that's your aggro dump, so it's pretty important to not get resisted all the time. Um... So you can keep doing damage, and you can feign death to drink, stuff like that. So that's your normal uh, primary PvE build. The other PvE build is you go 21 points in marks, 30 points in survival. And the 30 points in survival means you're picking up lightning reflexes, which increases your agility by 15%. So this is for when you have very, very, very high agility. Um, this will end up being uh, very strong and increase your crit chance by 3% from Killer Instinct. Um, and basically, this is a very selfish build uh, because you're not providing true shot aura for your group. I'm not sure how viable this is in PvE because I never rated at a very high level as a hunter uh, in vanilla. That's just not something I've done. So I would assume you're pretty much always just going true shot aura because... It's just such a huge benefit to your group that it's not worth going survival. 
but maybe when you're super geared um, in like AQ and Nax, it will be better to go survival. I am I'm not sure, but it's something to think about. So um, in PvP, uh, sorry, let me go over the leveling build really quick. So the leveling build is Beast Mastery, plain and simple. You always go Beast Mastery for leveling because the reason why hunters are so strong leveling is because their pet is basically like another player. Like, pets are insanely strong when you're leveling in vanilla. And you want to just boost the crap out of them with Beast Mastery to make them as strong as possible. Um, they're basically like free damage because they don't cost any uh, resource. The only resource you'll use on the beasts is men pet to keep them healthy. That's it. Otherwise, they just go forever because they use focus, which is just something that regens automatically. It's kind of like energy, but a little different. Um, and uh, you just you go improved aspect of the hawk, uh, five points. So uh, while aspect of the hawk is active, all normal ranged attacks have a 5% chance of increasing ranged attack speed by 30% for 12 seconds. Um, this is also something you can do with your uh, PvE um, build. Uh, so instead of going 31 marksmanship, 20 survival, you can instead go 31 marksmanship, 5 beast mastery, 15 survival, um, which is probably stronger. Again, I have not rated at a very, very high level, so do not take this as an absolute fact. Improved aspect of the hawk might be better than getting improved feign def and sure footed. Uh, there's a decent chance that it is, so I might have just made a mistake there. I'm not sure. Because, again, I've not rated it at the very highest level, so don't take this as, like, absolute gospel. Um, but I do have a general idea. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you're not 100% sure without having done it yourself and actually tested the numbers. So, but you will be getting it for leveling because the alternative is increase the health of your pets, which you will put two points into, but you don't need five points because your pet shouldn't be getting low anyway. Because uh, you can just heal it with men pet. And improved aspect of the hawk is just a damage increase, which is important in PvE. You want the damage increase for just killing mobs faster. So you get two points in endurance training, increase the health of your pets, three points in thick hide. And the reason why you get thick hide is armor rating makes it so you have to heal your pet less. Whereas uh, endurance training, increasing the health of your pets, all that does is reduce the likelihood that it's going to get bursted. But your pet's not going to get bursted while you're leveling. That's not a thing that happens. You can just heal it when it needs it. So you'd, you'd rather have it take less damage over time, which having more armor will do that. Uh, Unleash Fury increased the damage of your pet by 20%. Broken. Uh, Beastial Swiftness increased the outdoor movement speed of your pet by 30%. Pets are very, very fast, and they normally get a movement speed increase like Sprint or um, what's the one for pets? Uh, or... There's dash, and there's, it's not swoop. There's one for bird pets. They also get a movement increasing ability. Uh, but basically, your pets will always be very fast. Uh, ferocity, increase the critical strike chance of your pet. Uh, intimidation, command your pet to intimidate the target, or to, yeah, to intimidate the target. So the next, next time your pet successfully hits an auto attack, it will stun the target for three seconds. Uh, also cause a large amount of threat. Uh, Spirit Bond, while your pet is active, you and your pet will regenerate 2% of health every 10 seconds. So it's mostly for your pet, uh, but it also means that you'll be healing if you also get hurt. Um, 
just over time, you know, healing percentage of your max HP. Uh, Frenzy gives your pet a 100% chance to gain a 30% attack speed increase for 8 seconds after dealing a critical strike. So when your pet crits, it starts going insane and it attacks extremely quickly, uh, which happens all the time because they have a pretty high crit chance anyway. And Beastial Wrath. So this is what is called Big Red. Uh, send your pet into a rage, causing 50% additional damage for 18 seconds. And while enraged, the beast does not feel pity or remorse or fear, and it cannot be stopped unless killed, which means it cannot be CC'd in any way. Uh, it will just beat the crap out of whatever you're trying to kill for 18 seconds while dealing extra damage. Uh, so this is your core uh, leveling spec and then after that you'll just start going into marksmanship for aim shot and lethal shots and mortal shots so but that's your core leveling build always go beast mastery always 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 there's no reason to go either other tree marksmanship you go down you get aim shot guess what aim shot causes mana you know what doesn't cost mana your pet uh normally i tell you oh you can do whatever you want it's vanilla Yes, technically, but man, why would you not go Beast Mastery? It's very dumb. So I would not recommend going anything except Beast Mastery for leveling. Now, at 60, Beast Mastery falls off a lot. Um, when you're very low on gear, you can still be Beast Mastery. But really, you want to start transitioning into Marksmanship or Survival at level 60. For PvP, um, there's a few different builds. Uh, you can do like a cheeky uh, 21 Beast Mastery for Intimidation, 21 points in Marksmanship for Scattershot, so you get a lot of control, and then those extra 9 points you can put wherever you want. Um, this is basically for when you're low on gear, um, is basically the time you'd be using it. Uh, you can go 21 points in Marksmanship for Scattershot, and 30 points in Survival for uh, just all the survivability and the damage from the Survival Tree. Um, or you can go 31 points in survival for Wyvern Sting, and then 20 points in Marksmanship and skip Scattershot. So let me quickly talk about those two. So Wyvern Sting, which is the 31 points survival talent, is a shot that you cannot use in combat, so it's another one of those. It puts the target to sleep, um, which works against everyone except uh, Undead, because they can will Forsaken that, so keep that in mind. Um... And it can also be de-poisoned. Uh, it is a poison. All of your shots are poisons. So keep that in mind. Uh, they can be gotten rid of by shamans, paladins, and uh, druids. Now, this is also a CC that puts them to sleep. So they can't cleanse it off of themselves unless they already have uh, something on them. So if a druid already has abolished poison, which lasts 8 seconds on themselves... Then, and then you Wyvern Sting them, it, they can cleanse themselves, but they have to already have pre-cast it. Uh, and a Shaman would already have had to put down Poison Cleansing Totem before you cast Wyvern Sting in order to cleanse themselves. So keep that in mind. Um, but when they wake up, it will put a Poison Damage Over Time on target, or put a, damage, put a Poison Damage Over Time effect on the target. Um, not super great, because you also want to be using your traps and poison would actually break your traps uh but it does cause some decent damage and you can um you can use that as a cc basically the one that more people go with is scattershot in the marksmanship tree 
And what that does is a shorter range shot, so you can't do it from max range. Uh, it does 50% weapon damage, so it doesn't hit very hard. But it disorients the target for 4 seconds. So, a disorient is if you hit the target or it has a damage over time, it will break. Uh, but you can use it to set up or interrupt a spell. So if someone's healing, you can scattershot them and interrupt the spell and then start casting another ability or just run away or do whatever. Or you can scattershot someone and then run up underneath them and feign death and put a freezing trap so you can guarantee that they will walk onto the trap and you can set up a big burst combo on the target. So that's scattershot in a nutshell. So that's most of the builds in pvp um beast mastery if you're very low on gear like early when you hit level 60 or if you just really like the spec uh but it definitely doesn't scale as well as some other specs um marksmanship um some people go for true shot because they kind of like having it be the same as their rating build uh which hunters can kind of get away with um and then a lot of hunters go for PvP, they go survival if they're super serious. Um, it is one of the main PvP specs because it gives you a lot of utility and survivability um, while not sacrificing your damage too much. Um, so those are the main ability or main trees. Uh, as far as what your role is in PvP, I talked about it a little bit, but basically you want to be viper stinging everything um, to fuck up enemies' teams' mana as much as possible. Uh, everything that has a mana bar, you want to use Viper Sting on, basically. Uh, unless you're actually going to be killing it like right away, in which case you'll use Serpent Sting. Um, you want to be setting up big aim shots from as far away as possible. Uh, you want to put your pets onto targets that want to cast spells to try and interrupt them as much as possible, or to just help do extra damage. Um, most people in PvP get pets that have uh, certain utility, like you might do a boar for a, uh, a root. Uh, you might do like a wind serpent. So your pet becomes ranged and does like a lightning breath as opposed to being melee and having to run after targets and maybe dying. Um, you might do a poison. I've even seen this, uh, which is a very, very, very bad pet for single for 1v1s because the, the spider uh, will put a poison on the target which will cancel your scatter shot, which will cancel your sleep from Wyvern Sting, which will cancel your freezing trap. But the one thing it does do is it provides dispel immunity, or not immunity, it provides dispel protection for your Viper Sting. So if the, po if the spider is putting poison on the target, which stacks up to five times, and the enemy is trying to dispel themselves um, because they have Viper Sting on, it might end up dispelling your poisons or your spider's poison as opposed to your viper sting. So there's cheeky little things you can do like that. Um, it's very bad for 1v1, but it, it does have some interesting uses in a uh, like a pre-made versus pre-made scenario or a Warsong Gulch scenario where you're trying to provide some a little bit of dispel protection for your viper sting. Um, but basically, in PvP, you are just a damage dealer that um, primary purpose is to Viper Sting. Because Viper Sting is just extremely, extremely strong in vanilla. In a game where everyone has mana problems, the ability to drain the mana 
is huge and cannot be understated enough. Uh, you will be Priest's worst nightmare, because Priests are the only healers that cannot dispel poisons, so they're relying completely on their teammates to get Viper Sting off of you, uh, or to get Viper Sting off themselves. So, uh, that's the Hunter. Um, very fun class for leveling. Uh, very fun class in general. Um, a lot of people like playing it, but it's definitely not uh, the most well-scaling class. So you will eventually start falling off when other people get extremely high level gear. You will notice yourself becoming weaker. But if you're okay with that, um, if you're not worried about being the absolute best, it is a very fun class, and I do recommend playing it. And a lot of people make a hunter just as a farming alt because they do so well uh, farming dungeons solo for money or farming in the open world environment for money. So a lot of people end up playing a hunter for like a farming alt. So hopefully you guys learned some stuff about the Hunter, um, and hopefully I inspired some people to play it. And I will be back next week with, oh man, we're starting to wrap down. What do we got left? We got Warriors, Paladins, Shamans, Priests. Is that it? I think that's it. And then we're going to start doing some other videos, or podcast episodes. I always just call them videos, because... <laughs> There's, there's no video of this. It's just the podcast episode, but whatever. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, have a good one.